Check this out. Hey, one bright, beautiful Sunday morning, everybody in Las Vegas got up early, went to their local church service at Sunrise Baptist Church. Right, Al? That's right. We can dream. But that's right. And so anyway, they all get there at the services. I have no idea how we contain them all, but roll with me okay but anyway so that's right and everybody they're sitting in their pews there they're talking about their lives their family you know what we just got done doing you know fellowshipping and and then all of a sudden the devil himself appeared in the front of the congregation yeah okay and so everybody starts screaming and running for the front entrance they're they're trampling over each other in this frantic effort to get away from evil itself and soon everybody had evacuated the church facilities except for one woman and she just sat there calmly in her pew not moving, seemingly oblivious to the fact that God's ultimate enemy was right there in her presence. So this confused Satan a little bit, and he walked up to the woman. He says, don't you know who I am? And the woman said, yep, sure do. And so Satan says, well, well aren't you afraid of me? And the woman said, nope, sure ain't. And so the devil, he's getting a little perturbed at this, and so he asks her, well, well why aren't you afraid of me? And the woman calmly replied, well, I've been married to your brother for 48 years. <laughs> oh, wow, that, that kind of hurts. What's it? Don, Don, it is not Ruth, Don. Nice try. I'm saying they've only been married, John and Ruth, for 30 years, right, guys? 30 years. Hey, this week, I think so. That's, that's not who it is. But, anyways, you guys can see that Christian lady, man, she wasn't afraid of nothing, right? Not even the devil, okay? But, folks, here's the point. Did you know the Bible says that it's not just true for that one Christian lady, but every single Christian? We don't need to be afraid of the devil because the Bible says, Greater is he who is in us, Jesus Christ than he that is in this world. But here's the point, folks. There is one group of people who should be afraid of the devil, and that's the non-Christian. And the reason why is because of this. The Bible says once the church disappears at the rapture, you're going to join the devil in the seven-year tribulation, and that is not a joke. It is an outpouring of God's wrath on a wicked and rebellious planet. Jesus, as we've been seeing, said in Matthew 24 of that time, it's going to be a time of greater horror this planet has ever seen or will ever see again. And that unless God was merciful and shortened that time of calamity, not one person would survive. The whole human race would be destroyed. But here's the great news, guys. God's holy, but he is also love. He's not just a God of wrath, dishing out his justice, which again is a good thing, you know, having the last word on evil and suffering. That's good. But he's a God of love as well. And because he loves you and I, he gives us so many warning signs thousands of years in advance so we can know when the tribulation was near and Christ's second coming was rapidly approaching. Therefore, to keep you and I from experiencing the ultimate bad day of being left behind, joining the devil himself in the seven-year tribulation. That's right, Tom. We're going to continue in our study, the final countdown. Okay, that's right, Al. It's a countdown. That's why the number 10 sign on the final countdown was the Jewish people. That's right. The number nine sign was... Modern technology. That's right, Tom. Two for two. Modern technology. That's right. The number eight sign was worldwide upheaval. And the last four times, we've been seeing the amazing sign, the rise of falsehood. Okay? And what we've been seeing is that God lovingly foretold you and I, because he didn't have to. He lovingly foretold you and I that when we see across the planet an increase of false Christ, false myths, false teachings, and last times false prophets specifically in the church doing what? spreading destructive heresies, these pseudo-fake false Christian groups coming alongside God's truth and bringing them into disrepute, which the Bible says that is blasphemeo in the Greek, which means blasphemous. And we see that today, guys, with the fake false pseudo-Christian groups, as we saw last week with Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian Science, Seventh-day Adventists, the Charismatic Fringe, and even New Age. And we see that, folks, this isn't something 100 years down the road. It's happening now. And so it becomes an indicator from God, you better wake up because you're in that generation. 
you're leaving in the last days, but that's not all. If you guys were here speaking of new age, we saw that the first way that new age is seducing people, winning converts right under our noses, okay, was the, the, the uh, introduction of a Hollywood mogul. They're using Hollywood. And the reason why we brought that up, because you're thinking, you gotta be kidding me. Remember when we looked at the, the tenets of new age? One of them was the complete annihilation of all Christians on the planet. And you're like, well, that's crazy. Nobody's ever gonna fall for that. And, and, and they've done a great job with the smoke and screen, thinking that, well, if you're a new ager, you got that triangle thing on your forehead with uh, tinfoil. It's only those secluded weird people. Uh, 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 uh. Third largest religion in the United States right now, and I think actually it's increasing because they're doing it under our noses. We saw that with a Hollywood mogul, i.e. via the Oprah Wong Kenobi show. Okay, and if you were here for that, we saw clearly, folks, their enemy's very slick. He's not stupid, especially in the last days. He is using the Oprah Wan Kenobi show to get Christians, even Christians, to voluntarily be seduced and indoctrinate themselves into New Age lies because she's one of the biggest New Age priestesses on the planet right now next to Shirley McLean. But that's not all, folks. The New Age is getting us, preparing us for this last day society of a one world religion, a one world economy, a one world government, and the mark of the beast in a multitude of ways. It's happening all over. The second way that New Age is doing that, right under our noses, folks, whether we realize or not, they're indoctrinating us into their New Age lies for the last days is the promotion of a healthy earth. Huh? Isn't that the thing? Go green. Isn't that the statement today? Oh, it's everywhere. Folks, what I'm going to share with you today is the lie of the environmental movement. Now, before I even get started into that, I'll clarify, I am not against being responsible with the earth, but folks, that's not what's going on. Little do people realize, folks, that the tenets of environmentalism has its roots deeply embedded in the occultic beliefs of the New Age movement, and the problem with that is it's actually storing up the wrath of God. And how many guys would say that's probably not a good thing to do on a weekend or ever? Okay, but don't say my word for it. The Bible clearly forbids what they teach, folks. Open your Bibles once again to our passage in Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one. If you find Daniel, what do you do? Tell him to get in here, Al. Service is started. Okay, yeah, I got you. Anyway, that's right. Romans chapter one, let's take a look there. And Paul's gonna tell us, once again, this is our passage. We saw this before with evolution a few weeks back as to why the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven. Let's read now this, the second half, the full context, another reason why the wrath of God is being revealed. It's not just what evolution has done, suppress the truth about God's existence, it's also what people have the audacity to do once you bring in that lie. They fall for another lie. Let's take a look at what that is. Uh, Romans chapter one, starting with verse 18, here's what the Bible says to you and I. The wrath of God is what? It's being revealed from heaven, man, against all the what? The godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth. We saw that with evolution. By their wickedness. It wasn't based on facts. It was because they don't want there to be a God. We clearly saw that. Since what may be known about God is plain to them. Because God has made it plain to them. Well, how? Well, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been what? Made his creation so that nobody on the planet is without excuse. Now that's where we stopped before. Let's take a look at another reason why the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven. Here's what he says. For although they knew God, they neither what? They neither glorified him as God nor even gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise. This is it, man. Don't be left down the cold. This is the new truth. You became a bunch of fools is what the Bible says. They became fools. And what they do? What was so foolish? They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like who? Mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. You know, nature. 
Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Here's what they did. They exchanged the truth of God for a what? A lie. And listen, they didn't just follow. They what? What's the word there? Worshipped. They worshipped and served created things rather than the creator. Can you believe that? Who is forever praised? Amen. And folks, as we saw before in this text uh, last time that we saw one of the reasons why that the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven is because of the lie of evolution. They're suppressing the truth about God's existence that's plain in his creation, intelligent design, and they're suppressing it on purpose. And that's why the wrath of God is being revealed. But here we see the second reason why is because then people actually have the audacity to what? To worship nature and the earth, which are both created things, rather than the creator. Be it a man, be it a bird, be it a plant, be it a tree, be it a bee, right? And the Bible says that's why the wrath of God is coming on this planet. Now, as we saw last time, let's take a look at it again. This is the basic tenet of New Age, okay? Let's take a look at what we saw last week they are trying to get us to believe. They believe that all is God, okay? Uh, the earth, man, animals, and plants. Remember that? Romans chapter 1, don't do that, okay? But that's what they believe, new age. And then they see, if you were here last week, remember, man is destroying the earth along with the animals and plants, and unless he changes his ways, not Father God, Mother Earth will be forced to destroy humanity. And you and I, Christianity, is the biggest culprit in destroying the earth by teaching that man had dominion over the earth when the earth is actually, they would say, a what? A living being, okay? Now, again, if you guys were here, we saw last week, yes, the Bible does say as Christians, we are to rule over the earth. Okay, that's the one that gets stuck in the cross, so to speak. But hello, read the scripture, folks. The rule over the earth is not synonymous with abuse the earth. We, yes, we are to be wise stewards of the earth, but and nobody, even Christians, are out there promoting, yay, yay, let's go out and pour toxic waste into a water supply. Yes, let's come. For, yes. That's not what we're promoting. It's called a straw man argument. It's a bunch of baloney, okay? There's a major difference between worshiping the earth and just being a wise steward over the earth. And what these people promote is that we actually do worship the earth. Now, that's new age. I said all that to get to this. Remember how they're using Oprah Wan Kenobi, the Hollywood media, to indoctrinate us into new age? They're doing the same thing with environmentalism if you're not paying attention. It's the exact same message. And the first way that environmentalism is being used to promote new age teaching is they're also promoting an earth worship. As we just saw, new age, that's their major tenet. And the environmental movement is doing the same thing. You see, the average person today thinks, you know, you're thinking it's just neutral. I'm just watching the Oprah Wong Kenobi show. No big deal. Excuse me? You're being indoctrinated in new age the more you listen. And the average person today with the environmental movement thinks that, yes, I'm helping to save the earth. You're actually being duped. You're actually being used as a vessel to help ultimately spread new age lies across the planet. Now think about it. Does not the environmental movement believe that the earth and the plants and the animals are sacred almost to the point of worship? What's that sound like? What did we just read? That's new age, okay? And do they not say also the environmental movement that Christianity specifically is the biggest culprit for the destruction of the planet? What's that sound like? What did we just read? That's exactly new age, okay? And if you don't think that uh, people in the environmental movement are actually worshiping the earth, you better watch this, folks. You tell me what these people are doing. This is from Earth First. And you tell me if ultimately they're not tricking us into worshiping the earth instead of God. Romans chapter 1, you don't want to do that. Let's take a look. (laughs) 
Deep in the woods of North Carolina, an extremist eco-group called Earth First bewails the violation of American nature. I want to mourn the loss of all the old growth trees I've seen and tell them that we love them and that we don't want them to die. That we, there are some people here who do care. So I want you to know that, trees. That we care. I think we are deeply hurting in America. I think we are deeply craving answers. I think that we've lost our identity as we have evolved into technology and into industrialized society. Bring me to this cathedral. Bring me to those guys. Bring me to this rock that has the most incredible life. That makes me feel alive. A rock makes you feel alive. And they had the audacity to worship created things rather than the creator. Did you guys notice the, tech, uh, the, the terminology that was used in there? It was religious terminology. Bring me to this cathedral. They were bowed, weeping in prayer. They were speaking out with tears and weeping over a tree. <laughs> Folks, personally, the last time I cried like that was last Thursday when Brandy threatened to make me chicken for supper, Al. It was... <laughs> I had to say that, okay, but seriously, folks, what do you call that? What are they doing? I'm not just making this up. Those people are worshiping created things rather than the creator. That's at the heart of the environmental movement. And for those of you who think that that's just for the lunatic fringe, you need to pay attention to this. They're doing a slick job on us, folks, and they're starting with the younger generations working their way back to the top. Listen to this, folks. This, I just came out with this this week, and I quote, Earth worship is on the rise among evangelical youth. It's the rage. Earth worship is on the rise among evangelical uh, youth. Why? Because they're being seduced, Right? They're using the guns against us. They too watch Hollywood that promotes it along with the Oprah Wong Kenobi show, right? Okay, how many people monitor what they're doing even on TV? And they also promote it in the public educational system that promotes earth worship. And if you don't believe me, listen to this new Pledge of Allegiance that these kids are being taught in school. You think it's about reading, writing, and arithmetic? Uh-uh, it's a platform to be indoctrinated in all kinds of new age lies, including worship the earth. Check out this new Pledge of Allegiance.
I pledge allegiance to the what? Earth. Hey, folks, whatever happened to uh, sending your kids to school to learn the three R's? You know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Which Ruth, I always thought was funny. Apparently, they didn't teach them spelling because only one of those words actually start with R. But I'm um, digressing again. But uh, okay, but seriously, folks, it gets even worse. They're promoting it. Okay, that's truly the heart of the environmental worship is to uh, environmental movement is to worship the earth. They're actually teaching it not only in television, in cartoons, but even in the school system. And listen, maybe that's why, if you paid attention to the news, that the UN, the United Nations just came out with a document that recently said, quote, we are to give Mother Earth the same rights as humans. As at the United Nations, they want the world to adopt that. They want to give Mother Earth the same rights as humans along with bugs and trees and other natural things. It's happening right now at the UN. Now that's as crazy as it is, but speaking of that, folks, that's not only why I believe the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven. Another reason other than evolution, Romans chapter 1, but listen, it might also explain the reason why this kind of behavior as to why people refuse to repent and get saved in the seven-year tribulation. Listen to what they were doing in that society. Okay, it's very interesting. Revelation chapter 9, verse 20 says this, the rest of mankind that were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work of their hands. I mean, you're thinking, come on. I mean, surely by this time, all these catastrophes, you're going to say, okay, I get right with God. I'm not doing it. No, I'm... It says they still wouldn't repent and get right with God. Why? Well, listen to their behavior, what they were doing. Here's what it says. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of what? Gold, silver, bronze, stone, and what? Wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk. Interesting. You mean to tell me that in the last days, in the seven-year tribulation, people will refuse to get right with God uh, because they're too busy worshiping wood, trees? I mourn the loss How wicked is that? No wonder the wrath of God is being revealed. We just saw in Sunday school, if you were in that particular class, 60 million babies have been murdered and we don't shed a tear, but you'll weep over a dead, stupid tree with all due respect. Wow. Folks, we better wake up. It's happening right now. But that's only phase one of their seduction. Okay? The second way that the environmentalism is helping to promote New Age lies is they ultimately want to ha now have a global worship. You know, a new religion on the planet that we can all come around and gather around and believe in. And again, that's a New Age lies. We saw last week, if you're here, let's take a look at what they're trying to promote. All religions, except Orthodox Christianity, are of equal merit. You know, it's a one world religion. That's what we need to bring peace to the planet. That's one of their major mega tenets. And they say, in order to do that, you know, uh, we're under threat. And so we all got to come together and submit to this. In order for the world to be at peace and harmony, there must be a new world order, a universal monetary system, a world authority on food, health, and water, universal tax, a military draft, a one world leader, and the abolishment, once again, of guess who? Christianity is what they promote, okay? As we saw last week, folks, again, that's one of their major mega tenets of New Age. They want to promote a one world religion on the planet. As you saw, the reason why they're trying to justify that is to scare us and freak us out. If we don't do this, if we don't walk away from everything we know, if we don't compromise, if we don't work together as a planet, our planet will blow up. We have to come together and form this religion and one world government and one world ruler to save the planet, right? Okay? 
Now listen, folks, if you're paying attention, is that not the same thing that the environmental movement is teaching? Do they not also promote a, a return to more earth-centered religions and a global movement in order to unify the planet in order to save the planet? It's the exact same thing. In fact, one of the biggest environmental groups, the Sierra Club, has gone on record stating this. Folks, I'm telling you, it's a smokescreen to get us to their ultimate goal. It's a new form of worship. Here's what they said. Tell me what this has to do with recycling. They said, turn to the traditions of ancient cultures, such as Buddhist meditations and Native American Hopi rituals, in order to what? To reaffirm our bond with the spirit of the living earth. The more you contact the voice of the living earth and evaluate what it says, it will become uh, for you uh, easier to contact it and trust what it provides. What's that got to do with squishing my pop cans and putting them in the one recycle bin? I'm telling you, that's just a seduction to get you pulled into their ultimate goal. It has nothing to do with a healthy earth. I'm not against that. But the problem is when you place the earth before man and you begin to worship it above God. That's idolatry. And environmentalism is being used as a platform to create this new global religion because after all, that's something we all can agree on, isn't it? And once again, Hollywood has come to the rescue. Here's what they're promoting, you and I. You tell me if this isn't a new form of worship. Let's take a look. Mr. Tobin, why, why should we care about Earth Day or Mother Earth? Well, Mother Earth is the mother. She's the mother goddess. She's the one that we should be praising rather than raping. I mean, all of these people here today are here for one reason, because they're concerned about what's happening to the earth, what mankind is doing to the earth. I mean, the negative emotion that we carry around a lot of us is, is another contributor to it. I mean, it all feeds the moon. What we have to do is be true to ourselves. We're true to ourselves. We'll be true to Mother Earth. Mother Earth's going to be bountiful. She's going to give us everything we need. She has for a long time. We've lost our way. The pagans used to know how to do it. Or the Indians, some of them still remember how to do it. The earth is a living organism. We're killing the one we, we love the most, and she loves us. We've got we to praise our mother goddess. What's that got to do with putting my plastics in the one thing? And, or is there a seduction going on there? Folks, Hollywood is promoting it, the schools are promoting it, the media is promoting it, and I'm telling you folks, we have got to wake up and realize there's a whole lot more going on behind Earth Day. Earth Day is a worship service, okay? There's a whole lot more going on than just recycling, okay, in the environmental movement. Ultimately, it has nothing to do with recycling. It does, has nothing to do, ultimately, with being a responsible citizen. It has nothing to do with properly disposing your trash in that proper receptacle. It's a smokescreen. I'm not against that stuff, but there's more going on than meets the eye. It's all being used as a platform to indoctrinate people into new age lies, and one of them is to create a new global worship. And maybe that's why CNN has stated recently, quote, the green religion. Listen, the green religion is the new religion. And that sounds exactly like 2 Peter 2 said, in the last days in the future, Destructive heresies are going to come along even in the church and lead people away from God's truth, okay? And if you don't think that the green religion is being used to get all religions to work together to form one, even in the church, you better watch this Fox News report. Check this out. All right, what would Jesus drive, huh? Environmental evangelism. It is the new way to raise awareness about global warming. 
Our Fox Religion correspondent, Lauren Green, joins us with more on that. Now, good morning. Who's pushing Green, Lauren? Hey, well, a lot of people, and it really is across the board, theoretically speaking, or religiously speaking. Here are the top Green religious people, according to Live Earth. We've got Reverend Joel Hunter. He's a senior pastor at Northland Church in Longwood, Florida. He actually was offered the head of the Christian Coalition, but turned it down because he wanted to focus on issues like poverty and environmental protection. We've got Norman Hobble. He's a theology professor out of Australia. He edited something called the Earth Bible. Then, of course, there's Pope Benedict XVI, and yesterday he issued a statement that said, the people of faith must listen to the voice of the earth or risk destroying its very existence. We also have the Archbishop of Canterbury, Rome Williams, head of the Anglican Church, and, of course, the Buddhist leader, Dalai Lama. But one thing you should add to this list is the National Evangelical Association, because two years ago it issued a letter to 50,000 members of its churches, which means it's 30 million evangelicals, saying that we affirm that God-given dominion is a sacred responsibility and that government has an obligation to protect its citizens from the effects of of environmental degradation. So it is a big movement all across the board. Pope? Dalai Lama? Catholics? Protestants? What did the Pope say? We must listen to the voice of God in His Word. We must listen to the voice of the earth. What is going on? This is all taking place in the news if we're paying attention, folks. Well, I'll tell you what's going on. It's a big movement, all right, all across the board, is what she's saying, all different religions, even in Protestant Christianity, and it's being used as a platform to promote a one-world worship, exactly like the Bible said it's coming in the last days. Excuse me, he came out with an earth Bible? Hey, what ever happened? What was wrong with the Holy Bible that says when you worship the earth above God, you're storing up wrath for yourself? And the planet. Doesn't sound like you're saving the planet there to me. <laughs> Pour out more wrath. And yet I quote, listen, this is what's disturbing. Green guru. Green guru James Lovelock warned last week, quote, the green religion is now taking over the Christian religion. And a green Bible is now available at your local Christian bookstore. And listen to what this other person stated. Listen to what's coming down the pike. Perhaps it won't be long before recycling, carbon foot reductions, and riding bicycles to work become the new religious duties of the faithful. I mean, after all, that's something we can all agree on, right? Do you see the cunningness, the seduction? If you don't fall for the Oprah Wong Kenobi show, maybe New Age will get you with the environmental movement. Wow. Interesting. It's almost like the devil is real and he's going overtime on us, okay? It's being used to promote a one world worship. But folks, I'm telling you, that's not all. Listen, little do people know that the environmental movement is also getting people uh, to be prepared to think that being left behind after the rapture of the church to face all the catastrophes on the planet, they're preparing people to think, this is a great thing, yay! 
I kid you not. Let's take a look at just one little slice of one little day in the seven-year tribulation. You tell me if this is a fun time. Revelation chapter 8, verse 7, 9, and 11. This is just some of the trumpet judgments, okay? And that has nothing to do with the seal judgments or later the bowl judgments. This is just some of the trumpet judgments. Here's a day. Uh, hail and fire mixed with blood were thrown down upon the earth. One-third of the earth was set on fire, okay? Uh, One-third of the trees were burned. There's going to be some weeping there. And all the grass was burned. And one-third of the things living in the sea, they all died. And then one-third of the water became bitter. And because the water was so bitter, many people died. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm hoping that uh, my next uh, time of vacation, I can I could spin it at a place like that. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, that's just obviously John's going to be a great time. Uh-huh. Being left behind for that stuff is going to be great. No, it's not. You don't want to be there. That's why God's given us all these warning signs in our study ahead of time. Okay? But your average environmentalist is being taught this about those times. Listen, here's what's really going on, they would say. Climatic shifts, droughts, flood, acid rain, pollution, earthquakes, Volcanic eruptions, you know, the things that are happening right now. Although severe, these changes will pave the way for a cleansing of the earth and a new relationship between earth and man. This will be a day of purification. Trees will die. Cold places will become hot. Hot places will become cold. The lands will sink into the oceans and lands will rise out of the sea. All the suffering going on in this country, the tornadoes, the floods, the earthquakes is carried on. The wrath of God, no. Mother Earth, she's cleansing herself, they say because she's in pain. This battle will cleanse the heart of the people and restore our mother earth from illness and the wicked, you know, the Christian, will be gotten rid of. Can you believe the seduction? Right now, people are being prepared to think that being left behind in the horrid seven-year tribulation that Jesus said is gonna be the worst time in mankind's history is a good thing. Now, there's no need to repent. There is no Father God. There's no need to get right with Him. No, no, no. You, you, you just need to hang on, man, until Mother Earth is done cleansing herself and will enter the age of utopia if somehow you could survive. What a lie. And what did Romans 1 say? They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator but that's not the third and final way at least today environmental movement is being used to promote uh, new age lies is the promotion of a female worship okay get this folks this is very uh, important when it comes to the seven-year tribulation listen to what kind of worship is going to be on the planet revelation 17 tells us this verses three through six then the angel carried me uh, away in the spirit into a desert there i saw a what woman sitting on a scarlet beast, the Antichrist, that was covered with blasphemous names and had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and was glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand filled with abominable things and the filth of her adulteries. The title was written on her forehead. Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother, you know, like Mother Earth, the mother of prostitutes and the abomination of the earth, okay? I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints, those, uh, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. 
Folks, in a nutshell, I don't have time to go into it completely, uh, but in a nutshell, what we're dealing with is the classic passage concerning the woman that rides the beast, the Antichrist, in the seven-year tribulation that you don't want to take out on a date. She's going to be hunting people down. She's going to be drunk, drunk with the blood of the saints, okay? And this woman, in a nutshell there, in that passage, is representing the last day's final one-world religion that appears on the planet and is ultimately, if you keep reading, headed for destruction, i.e. annihilation. Said all that to get to this. Here's the point. Can anybody guess what New Age, what the environmental movement, and get this, even the feminist movement is pushing for right now? And has been for a while. A return to a female deity worship. Goddess worship is what they call it, okay? A deliberate turning away from the male patriarchal God, you know, Father God, a male savior, you know, Jesus Christ, to a female one, exactly like Revelation 17 says it's gonna happen in the last days in the seven year tribulation, okay? And, and we've already seen how the new age movement and environmental movement is encouraging us to worship Father God. No, who? Mother Earth, a female Deity is what they want. And but little do people know that feminism is also promoting the same thing. They all intertwine together. If you don't fall for the one lie, you might fall for that one. If you don't fall for that one, you might fall for this one. But you put them all together, they're all promoting the same false lie. Let's take a look at that. The women's movement today is being called the women's spirituality movement in great part. And that's because it's not just concentrating on areas of social and political reform, but it's looking hard and fast at spiritual reform. Women are gathering today in circles just as their 1960 counterparts did in consciousness raising circles. But now they're not just knocking down that door to a man's world asking for entrance. Instead, they're looking at the myths, spiritual beliefs, religions, values, everything that runs our culture, everything that feeds our souls. We're going to take a look at the women's spirituality movement as it's been called by the women participating in it who are weaving new stories of a returning goddess. They believe she's back on the planet, alive and well, and she can do a lot for you. The goddess is alive! Magic is afoot! The goddess is alive! Magic is afoot! What the goddess means to me is wholeness and peace. The goddess means to me my internal strength. She has come to me and shown me the beauty that is within myself. The goddess is my voice. She is my self-empowerment. She's my self-respect. As a result, my life has really undergone some major transformations, not only creatively, um, but in the pathway that I have now started to take. And I have, uh, I have the works of Z Budapest to thank for that. The goddess is alive. Magic is a foot. The goddess is alive. Magic is a foot. The goddess is alive. Magic is a foot. The goddess is alive. How about we cut out a couple letters in that word alive? The goddess is alive. But here's what's weird about it, guys. You talk about Bible prophecy coming alive. 2,000 years ago, the Apostle John warned us that in the last days, there's going to arise in cahoots with the Antichrist himself, a one-world religion on the planet, and it's going to be led by a female, a woman, a goddess 
worship. Man, good thing we don't see any signs of that happening soon. Folks, I'm telling you, it's happening right now. Just like with New Age, just like with environmentalism, feminism too is pushing for a female deity worship in the last days. Just, I mean, with the same other ones. Feminism too. Folks, you, I gotta do the research, discover their history. It's spiritual, not ideological. Most people think that feminism had everything to do with equal rights and equal pay. No, that's a smokescreen. It has everything to do with getting rid of the male patriarchal God and replacing it with the female one, exactly like the Bible said would happen in the last days. You just saw the video. You get suckered into that first step, but they want you to keep going so you buy for the spiritual lie so that you will turn from the male patriarchal God and worship a female one. Unless you think this is, isn't impacting the church, what did 2 Peter 2 say we saw several times? In the future, destructive heresies are gonna come where? In the church and lead people away from the truth. You tell me if people in the church are not falling for this female worship in the last days. What I'm about to share with you are all people who are in the church. I don't know if they're Christians or not. I don't know their heart. But this is being taught in the church across America. You tell me if it's not preparing people for Revelation 17 coming alive. Check this out, folks. Mary Daly, who considers herself to be a Christian feminist, says this about traditional Christianity. They're very blunt. She said, to put it bluntly, I do propose that Christianity itself should be castrated. The primary focus of the Christian feminists is to bring an end to what they perceive as the male-dominated religion. She continued by saying, I am suggesting that the idea of salvation uniquely by a male savior, Jesus, perpetuates the problem of patriarchal oppression. Oh, it gets worse. Uh, here's an actual church. Please go home and check this out. This is the website of Ebenezer Lutheran Church in San Francisco. It's called herchurch.org. Go check it out. And on Wednesday nights, we have discipleship studies. Here's what they're promoting right now in the church. Okay, the Christian Goddess Rosary. They say the exclusive emphasis as God as Father supports a domination structure that oppresses and subordinates women. They also encourage people to pray the Hail Goddess Prayer. Well, that sounds like something that even Catholics would get sucked into, wouldn't it? Because they're big on that stuff. Hey, wait a second, is there a female entity that they draw attention to as well? And it's almost like they're, you know where I'm going with this, folks. It all ties together. Okay, and here's what they want. This is what they're doing on Wednesday nights. Come and repeat this with us. In a church, hail goddess, full of grace. Blessed are you and blessed are the fruits of your womb. For you are mother of us all. Uh, Paul Smith in his book, Guides are Falling for It Too. Is it okay to go, call God mother? Said I believe it is important to call God mother as well as father in public worship. Excuse me? Uh, Richard and Catherine Kroger and authors of this book that came out, Women Elders Called by God? I'll answer that. No. <laughs> the right of a pastor is reserved for a man, according to the Bible. But they say there is good biblical reason then to speak of God as both father and mother, both he and she. Excuse me? Jan Clanton, author of God, a word for boys and girls in the church. Here's what she says we need to teach our kids with us in the sanctuary today. The, she says, masculine God language hinders many children from establishing relationships of trust with God. What? In addition, calling God he causes boys to commit the sin of arrogance. Huh? And calling the supreme power of the universe, he causes girls to commit the sin of devaluing themselves. Oh, for the sake of these little ones, we must change the way we talk about God in the church. And folks, you talk about seduction, you need to pay attention and wake up. One of the hottest books in the church right now is called The Shack. 
If you're not familiar with it or if you've been, if you've been paying attention, that thing is laced complete with New Age teaching and doctrine. And guess how they promote God as being in that book? A woman in the church. And people will still argue, oh no, it's fine, that's okay. I don't take it that way. Hey folks, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm kind of thinking that uh, there's a rise of female worship in the last days, even in the church. How about you? I mean, it's almost like Revelation 17 is happening right now. And so what does that mean? It's the same conclusion, folks. This is why God, out of love, has given us all these signs of the rise of falsehood. False Christ, false myths, false teachings, and again today with false prophets of the new age, now with the seduction of environmentalism to show us the tribulation is near and that Christ's second coming is rapidly approaching. This is why Jesus said, when you see these things, when you see these people worshiping wood and trees and crying, and this, and then people saying in the church, we need to call God she, what do you do? Christian, you better stand up. You better lift up your heads because Jesus Christ is coming back. We are living in the last days. And so again, the point is this. If you're a Christian today, it's a time to get busy for Jesus Christ. It's a time to start working together as God's team. Stop tearing each other apart and let's get busy working for him. Amen? But if you're here today in closing and you're not a Christian, I beg you, please heed the signs, heed the warnings, heed God's truth. Can I lay it on the line with you? That lady was blunt. I'll be blunt with you today. All these earth catastrophes that are happening on the planet right now has nothing to do with Mother Earth cleansing herself. It has everything to do with Father God getting ready to ditch out his wrath on this planet. And the last thing you want to do is to be left behind like these people. We'll close in prayer after this. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But before you go, let me ask you one final question. Are you sure that if you were to die today, that you go to heaven and not hell? 
Before you answer that, let me share a couple things with you. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the Bible also says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness is death. In other words, when we die, and it's coming for each one of us, we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds, but it's going to happen. The Bible says, therefore, since the wages of our sin is death, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and not to heaven. And that's bad enough, but to make matters worse, we don't want to admit this. God already knows. He knows uh, all of our behavior, everything, our thoughts, what we've done, what even we're going to do. He knows it all. He's gone. Even though he already knows this, we don't want to admit this. And so, out of love and mercy, God gave us something called his law, or the Ten Commandments. It's kind of like his x-ray into our heart to show us what he already knows, that he is holy and that we are not. And it's this unholiness or sin that separates us from him. Let's take a look at God's x-ray, if you will, his divine law, to show us what he already knows. The Ten Commandments, uh, the ninth one, says this, you shall not bear false witness. Okay, that's called lying. Okay, and if you've ever told a lie once, which we all have, myself included, the Bible says that makes you a liar. Okay, the, the, another commandment says you shall not steal. Okay, uh, and you might think, well, that's something that everybody does. Well, it doesn't make it right, and it demonstrates what God is trying to show us, that uh, we all have sin, and it's separating us from him. Even if you took a pencil in the third grade from somebody, if you did it without permission, that's stealing. And so now you've become a thief. The Bible says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. And how interesting it is and unfortunate that the only name under heaven by which men might be saved, the name Jesus Christ, has now become a common cuss word. The Bible says that God is so holy that even his name is holy. If you've taken the Lord's name in vain and used it as a cuss word or even flippantly. The Bible calls that the sin of blasphemy. And so now you become a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus says if you even look at another person with lust in your eye, you've committed adultery in your heart. And finally, the Bible says uh, you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? Well, again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred is the same as the sin of murder. The only difference is you pulled the trigger, if you will, in your heart. You wish they were dead. And in God's eyes, it's the same thing in principle. Folks, that's only just a couple of the Ten Commandments. We didn't even go through all of them. But I think you're starting to get the picture. The Bible is correct. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, myself included, and that we are separated from God as a result. And so when our time comes, we're not automatically going to heaven. We are headed for judgment. We are headed for hell. Now let me tell you the good news. The good news is that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to save us. Jesus Christ died on the cross. It was the death penalty of its day. He paid in full uh, the price for our sins to be forgiven. Let me give you an analogy. For instance, even today, we could see that a person could commit a crime. Uh, they, they cannot reverse it. The, the sentence has been passed. The judge has uh, slammed his gavel, and they are ushered off into their jail cell. And in this particular crime, they are going to receive the death penalty. And so they're behind bars just waiting for the time, waiting for the call for them to go 
and uh, receive the death penalty. But believe it or not, as we know, there is a way that a person can get off a death row. And that is if the one in authority, the governor, would grant them a pardon. Now, they didn't earn it. Uh, they certainly don't deserve it. And there's nothing they could do uh, to earn it because nothing can reverse their crime. Okay? Yet the one in authority has that ability to grant them a pardon. Well, can I tell you something? That's what God has done through Jesus Christ. The cross was the death penalty of the day. God sent his one and only son to die on the cross, to take the death penalty in our place, and that if we would just receive his pardon for all of our sins, God is willing to allow us to get off a death row. He's willing to forgive us completely of all of our sins. That's the good news that I want to share with you. God loves you. The Bible says that God is not willing that anyone should perish, but everyone come to repentance. Won't you, if that's you, call upon the name of Jesus Christ right now? Won't you ask him to forgive you of your sins? The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Won't you do that now, wherever you are? Please, take God up on his amazing loving offer. I'll let you down. Man will let you down. People will let you down. But God never will. He wants to adopt you into his forever family. He loves you. He's willing to forgive you of anything and everything you've ever done, past, present, and future. It's amazing. Please, call upon Jesus now. Well, this has been Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church. If there's anything that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask. Our number and information will come up here on the screen here shortly. And remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702-452-8599 or email us at bcrone at getalifemedia.com, or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com.